Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Lombardi line on a Thursday. This show, as always, presented by BetMGM alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bonatoni here. Michael, the Masters underway. So good. so good. When I walked into circuit today and I saw that giant scoreboard with all the beautiful scenery from Augusta, Georgia and the Masters, it just is so good. I, I loved it. It was awesome. And there, you know, I'm not a, I don't play golf because when you work for Al Davis, you couldn't smoke a pipe or play golf, which I don't do either. I don't <laughs> ask me about the pipe smoking, but anyway, uh, but I love watching it and I love that this tournament because it's so it's interesting. We know the holes, even though you've never been there, you know, the scenery, it's kind of fun. And, and, and it just gets you engaged. I, I posted it up on social and everybody's like, Oh, you know, it's not football. Well, you know, it may not be football, but it's still fun, right? It you is. You made bets. Yes. I mean, they call it a tradition unlike any other for a reason. And, yeah, I probably made too many bets, to be honest with you, Michael. Um, I'm sweating. I love this. I'm I love <laughs> I love the degenerate gambler. I have a lot love- of sweats. Um, and I did some outrights. Did this start I mixed at an early in. age for you? Well, being born and raised in the city of Las Vegas and a family that does have odds makers. My uncle is an odds maker here oh, okay. in town. My grandpa. Yes, my grandpa did it at Santa Anita and Del Mar back in the day. Wow. So it's just very much so something that's been I'm in my blood. I'm reading a book about Santa Anita, the greatest gambling story ever told about winning colors and how winning colors, they were, the cartel got involved. And the it, it's a fascinating intrigue of three different elements coming together all over the female horse and Dwayne Lucas's ability to run her and win the Derby. It's really, really, uh, it's a great story. That's awesome. I love how you are like from a historian standpoint, it doesn't matter what the sport is. Yeah, I, I like to, I like to learn stuff about it and it's great. And if we got to get Regis and Kathy Lee off this board, I know, there's no yeah. way. I mean, it's master's week and I'm there, looking at it. We have them on the, no, on the sorry, TV. I said Regis, I mean, Ryan Seacrest. Anyway, we got to get them off, but I, going back to it. So, yeah, it, it is in your blood. And so let's let's talk about what plays did you make? Okay, so my my one of my favorite bets I did was Tiger to make the cut. And so he's sitting two over right now. Um, but he still has a second nine to play, which is helpful. Yes, absolutely. He's only um, on the sixth green right now. And he is somebody, Michael, who, if he makes the cut in this Masters, will have tied Fred Couples and Gary Player 
as the only players to have 23 consecutive made cuts at the Masters. Yeah. So um, I really hope and think that he can do it today. And he's one of those players, too, given the injury, given the age, that I feel like the stamina toward the back end of the tournament is going to wear down on sure him. But is. early yeah. on, and, and weather as well, right? But early yeah. on, I feel like he'll play well enough. You know, I think so. And if you read the Wright Thompson article that he just published on ESPN.com, it's, it's great. And it talks about Tiger about how much he felt relieved and satisfied, not that he won last year, but he was able to endure and walk around the course and that he could actually, the leg that he still has, that leg that is filled with a bunch of metal and mm -hmm. material put together, but he still has his leg. And the Tiger of old would have wanted to win, but the Tiger today was really satisfied that he was able to even go through the four rounds. And I mean, he said it as well. Like every time he comes out here now, he's wondering, could this be the last time that I'm here? But he knows this course like the back of his hand. He's very, very comfortable here. And so I hope that he has at least early success. It wasn't something I was going to waste my money on an outright or anything like that or a top 20, um, not even a top 30. So, so I just went to make the cut. Okay, so what I went to make play? the cut. I have outrights on John Rahm, on Cam Smith, on Max Homa, and on Xander Schauffele, and then a few like top 10s Xander and top Shoffley 20s because he's mixed in State. as well. Let's be clear. Well, how great would that be? <laughs> and he's up there. Um, he's not He's not doing bad right now. He's one under right now, tied for sixth in the tournament, and I also have him as a, as a top 10. What I'm really sweating, though, Michael, more so than my bank account, more so than my bank account, I am sweating bets and consequences this week with my former co-host, Matt Brown. Okay. Because we do these... These, uh, it's a it's a competition between the two of us where we have 500 fictional dollars essentially, and we can do one click bets on the DraftKings sportsbook deciding what we're going to do. So I have a bunch of creative masters bets. Matt is a golf expert. I am five and zero oh in bets and consequences so far. And what's he? Oh, and five. <laughs> and he's a golf expert. Okay, but he then. is a golf expert. So <laughs> okay. I think this Don't is the one. Don't back down. You know, he's going to be. This is a hard sport to handicap. But I'm just saying, That's why I'm you need so the guy. Scared. That's why you need to get the VEASAN betting guide. To, yes. Because it is a hard sport to handicap. And there's going to be somebody whose game is perfectly tailored for this course and whose putter is extremely hot. Like I was listening to the young South Korean Tom Kim last night being interviewed, who's won two tournaments. I mean, he's Tiger Woods-ish in the sense that he's won two majors before he's 21 years old, which is remarkable, considering. And, you know, his game is perfectly suited, and it, could he be the guy? You don't know. Weather's going to be a factor mm -hmm. here because we know Saturday could be a washout. Yep. They're talking about it raining all day Saturday. It could postpone this to where we would have to play on Monday. So I think that's got to take part in your – did that take part in your handicap? Yes, I did. And I did. Like, I went through the guide. I was doing my research trying to figure out a way that I can beat Matt because the thing is, Michael – the consequences are the problem here, and it's a mystery smoothie that I would have to drink that he would get to decide whatever he wants to put in this blender, uh, and I have to take, like, three full gulps of it. Oh, my God. I know. It sounds awful. So, But I, I asked you when you okay. walked in here today. It, I, we saw Tom Watson on being interviewed. If you want a Masters, I would never take the green jacket off. Like, everything in my wardrobe would go with a green jacket. I know, and he's wearing and the And he's blue wearing a blue and... shirt. Like, how do you do that? Like, how do you do that? It looks ridiculous. Where I was coming from was, he knows that it's Masters Week and he's going to be wearing Just the jacket regardless. Just get shirts that yes. go with the green one and wear one every day. You got this. I mean, it's come crazy. on now. Anyway. Um, where things sit right now, Victor Hovland and Cameron Young are tied for your leaders at three under on the day. Adam Scott, they're sitting two under, as well as Sergio Garcia, Patrick Reed, some other names. Um, but Tiger we'll... doesn't have a feel for the greens. 
He's been short. He's been long. You could just tell that his hands and the greens aren't not working in, in sync. Yeah. You know, to me, it's, it's, it, that's the one thing about golf and, and having been around when I worked at CBS and was, would hang around Jim Nance and go on, on some of these as a visitor would go on and listen to Peter Costas and listen to David Ferry talk and the great Gary McCord talk about the hands and the putter and the feel. And when you're consistently short or consistently long and it, you don't have any rhythm to the game, uh, you don't have a read on the greens, and you could see that with Tiger on that last shot. Yeah, absolutely, and this is the type of a course and event where once you're on the green, you can't three-putt. You, you no. just can't uh, in this situation. Um, There's your guy, John Rahm. There he is yeah, on the screen. Come there on, man. <laughs> Defending champion Scotty Scheffler yet to tee off on the day. Um, he and Rory McIlroy, the two favorites coming into this one. Now, to get to some NFL stuff with you, Michael, yes. there are a few – Let's call them awkward moments at yesterday's Baltimore Ravens pre-draft yeah. press conference with Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh, um, both declining to answer questions that had to do with Lamar Jackson. Let's take a, a listen into to the presser. Eric, um, it's been a week uh, since Lamar tweeted about having the trade request and saying goodbye to the fans uh, with the Ravens. Have you had a chance to talk to him since? And what was the conversation like? And you know, when a player asks, let's say, if he wants to be traded, uh, do you, what's your confidence level of him being able to be in, be in playing this year uh, with the Ravens? Yeah, so those are, you know, I understand the need to ask those kind of questions. Uh, I think just out of respect for the process, this is a draft luncheon, and we're going to try to keep uh, as much of this discussion as we can to the draft, to the coming weeks, building the best football team we can build. Uh, so I understand those questions. I think we've spoken about this situation probably five different times this spring in various different press conferences and such. So we're going to try to just kind of defer to those questions and move forward to the draft. So wants to keep it draft related, all well and good, very fair. He's asked one more follow-up question about Lamar Jackson. They declined to answer it. And then the third question of the day, although draft related, had the word Lamar Jackson in it and PR was not having it. Here's this. In respect to the, this being about the draft and everything, just with the Lamar stuff that's going on. Hey guys, are guys, you, are you all looking at quarterbacks? Out, out, out. This is about the draft. Just move off the, the Lamar. Let's just, we're, we're, we're not going to answer one more question tonight. Okay? About the draft. Are you looking at quarterbacks differently because of the situations going on? Yeah, you know, I don't think we really are. I mean, we. And so that was a good question. That was a very notable question. Also, the audio going in and out there, um, that was the person working the mixer at the time so <laughs> yeah. that you weren't even hearing any of that yeah. from the PR guy. But what did you make of all of that? Look, I, you know, that you have one of those things you're going to you're going to get asked the question and it's the elephant in the room. You got to address it because the draft, what they do in this draft does have consequences with Lamar. I mean, they have Lamar on a tender right now. He hasn't signed it. They can't seem to get a long-term deal. They're going to have to draft a quarterback. To me, they're a team that they would target to draft up, depending on how the draft went. And so they're all fair questions because the main player, the most valuable player on their team, the team they've built their team around, isn't signed to an extension. So they're going to get hit with that. But I don't know what else they could do. They're trying to get him signed. He hasn't been able to. Again, I, I we talked about this on the GM Shuffle today. I think a lot of this has to do with the fact there's no agent. And mm -hmm. it really hurts and handicaps the Ravens as much as it does anybody. You know, when you watch some of these players in the draft, 
Lamar Lamar going 32 and Anthony Richardson being top talked about in the top mm. 10 is absurd. Like there's no comparison in collegiate careers. Trey Lance going third to Lamar Jackson being 32 is absurd. There were no comparison. I mean, I mean, Trey Lance didn't even have a senior year. Yeah, playing he played at North one Dakota, game in 2020. In North Dakota State. So not having an agent, I think, is impactful in this whole situation. And I think it's affecting the outcome. Now, it's not affecting his wallet to a degree because the Ravens know that if they don't get an extension with them this year, are they going to put a, a, a tender on them next year? At 125, 130% of 32 million, that's a that's a heavy cap number that affects your team. And he still obviously has not signed the franchise tender already where things are sitting right now trying to he figure won't out. Sign that. No, he... and he won't. And so, okay, we have more to get to on the Lamar Jackson topic. Also, which NFC team is reportedly having conversations with the Packers about Aaron Rodgers? I love that. Yeah, it, there's always something there. We have to talk Lamar and Aaron in a day ending in why. We'll be right back on the Lombardi line. This is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi with you back here on the Lombardi Line live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And uh, we're talking a lot about the press conference that took place yesterday um, in Baltimore with John Harbaugh and general manager Eric DaCosta not answering questions on Lamar Jackson. But something that did come out of that was the potential of with what's going on with Lamar, would you consider 
drafting a quarterback in the first round, and it's a possibility. Yeah, well, and then, you know, DaCosta added to the conversation by simply saying, you know, what, there's other ways to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they Derek Anderson, they drafted in, what, the sixth round, and Tyrod Taylor, they drafted in the third round. So he feels like, you know, I can find another quarterback. Maybe it's not going to be these four guys that everybody talks about. Maybe it'll be the Syracuse kid, maybe the Fresno State kid. One of those guys that that we kind of like, maybe Hooker in the second round. I just can't see a team taking him in the first. I know they don't have Mm -hmm. a second rounder, but Baltimore has typically been more of a move back than move up team. So, and if you don't have a two and you have a chance to move back from 22 and you want to pick, say you want to pick Hooker at the top of the second, that certainly gives you an opportunity. But they have to be looking at the long-term answer at quarterback, where that comes from. And they have to do their due diligence on all the quarterbacks because as the draft unfolds, you just never know. I mean, why would the Raiders bring Bryce Young in? They don't have the first pick overall. They don't have the second. But what happens if C.J. Stroud goes one and Houston calls you on the phone and says, are you interested? Okay, you better make sure you have your homework. You, you've got to do mm-hmm. things that don't seem normal before the draft because of the day of the draft, you get caught with your pants down. It's costly. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson has put Baltimore in a very interesting situation because this entire time, Like, outwardly, John Harbaugh, even the day that Lamar Jackson was tweeting, I requested a trade on March 3rd, da-da-da-da-da, he's still saying, Lamar's our guy. We're going to do everything we can to to make things work. And then it was a very different mindset that we saw in the press conference yesterday where they didn't even say Lamar Jackson's name themselves. And when it comes to... Because they don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, he said goodbye to the fans already. They don't know. And Todd Moncton, when he interviewed for the offensive coordinator job, was not told that Lamar's the starter. So that's an interesting standpoint as well. So Todd Monken coming over from the University of Georgia, do you, if you do have to be in a situation where you take a new quarterback and Lamar's not going to be playing this year, is it, do you want somebody who has a similar dual threat ability? So the offense, you know, that's already tailored to Lamar Jackson stays the same, or do you want a more pure pocket passer, like different type of an NFL offense? Well, I I think, you you know, you're not, Tyler Huntley's going to be the starter. I mean, you kind of have that sense. I mean, who, no rookie's going to beat him out, or especially somebody's drafted in the second, third, or fourth round. So uh, you're going to have to tell the offense around Huntley's ability and the, the ability of the team. You know, the Ravens have been a very good run team. That's the one thing Greg Roman has always done a good job of is designing the runs and being able to run the football. Now that he's no longer there, what's going to be their team? Andrews, their tight end, is still a, a viable player. they got to throw the ball in the middle of the field. They've been in search of receivers. We've heard a rumor that they've tried to sign Odell Beckham. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. It's all going to come down to money. They signed Aguilar on a one-year deal. They get Bateman back next year. Duvernay comes in. So they've got a bunch of options mm-hmm. there. But to me, this is really about not Moncton. It's about what players do you have and how can we best utilize their skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, in the draft, too, um, while everybody, all the headlines are about quarterbacks they did talk a lot about the cornerback depth and that is a position that they the, need the Ravens really do need they need to be able to move Marlon Humphreys inside yep because Marlon Humphreys is not a good outside corner he's a really good player as a slot there's a difference between being a slot corner and an outside corner and that really is the that's where Humphreys shines when he's outside people go after him especially the Bengals they go right after him they know he's not an outside corner and you're going to have to match up to these Bengals three receivers i mean mm-hmm. Baltimore knows with Burrow you're going to have to take, you're going to have to slide, you're going to have to pull the coverage over to Chase, and you're going to take your chances with Higgins, and you got to have somebody who matches up to Higgins. And this draft, whether it's Joey Porter, Witherspoon, or Gonzalez, all these kids in the draft, there's a really good 
size mm-hmm. draft in corner. Yeah. And teams need size. And the Patriots, their corner situation, yeah, they signed that they, they, they signed back Jonathan Jones, but they still need a size corner because you get trapped because as the old Bill Parcells line, even when he's covered, he's open. When a big guy's covered, he's still open because he's going to out-jump you for the ball. This draft as important as any for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, it has been three weeks since Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show and said he declared his intention to play for the New York Jets. Since then, we have seen no movement um, between the Packers and Jets for the four-time MVP. Meanwhile, FS1's Craig Carton Uh in the last 24 hours has reported a new team has entered the chat, suggesting the Packers and San Francisco 49ers are in conversations. Michael, is there any legitimacy to this, or is this just Green Bay kind of planting the seed, trying to have a leverage play to get the Jets to move along here? No, I I think if you're San Francisco, you know, and this is open, and you know that – here's the key – if you know that he took his contract with the Jets, and this is what I've been told, they've negotiated a contract where he's accepted less money than the $50 million he's owed. If you know that, you should get involved. If, if, he set this, if he's already willing to take less and he only wants to do it for one year, what do the Niners need? They need a quarterback for one year. Mm-hmm. So it does make some sense. Now, the price that Carton's talking about, uh, what, two number twos or, or multiple, multiple third-round third picks, picks and a and one a the next year? Yep. I mean, that's a hefty price for one year. It's a hefty price. So, uh, But, look, the Niners could do it. The Niners are proactive. They're smart. They understand their team. You put Aaron Rodgers on the Niners, what do you think their odds to win the Super Bowl are? They would, and they're already among the shortest shots to do so. They already had 11.5 wins. The Eagles are only (laughs) at 10.5. They're already at 11.5 wins, and they're the second shot um, in the Super Bowl odds to win it all. Now, you've got to have to fit this all in the cap, and it'll be uh, difficult to do. And you still have have, uh, Nick Bosa's contract to handle. So you got that out yes. there. So that's a problem. But look, Rodgers is from the Bay. I mean, he played he played at Cal. So there is some familiarity. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But you know that the Jets have a contract with Dave Dunn at a number. And you know what that number is. So now you as a team can work and say, if he's willing to play for the Jets for that number, we'll pay him that number too. And now let's get engaged. When you talk about that familiarity with him in the Bay Area, I always go back to the 2005 draft when they're yeah. showing all the pictures of him in 49ers gear as a little kid, and then they draft Alex Smith, and he's sitting there in the room. I mean, think about it. You know, um, he but, did, and Scott, you know, and and Scott McClellan, uh, McLuhan, you know, was the GM of the 49ers at the time, and Mike Mike McCarthy was the offensive coordinator at the time, and and they went all Alex Smith, and look, Rodgers was a really good player at Cal. The, he got he got handicapped because Tetford's offense was led to believe that it was really made the quarterback better. Again, it didn't. This isn't completely out of the blue. Um, for the 49ers, remember two years ago, um, right before the draft, they declared that they had interest and, you know, the Packers pretty much just hung up the phone. The reason that it surprised me to hear this um, and thought that it might just be a leverage play was simply because the 49ers have, like, Shanahan and John Lynch have been so vocal about their it, respect for and belief in Brock Purdy yeah, coming well, back. And- but, but Purdy's hurt. So the one year, it makes sense for one year. I mean, and Purdy would admit trading for Aaron Rodgers would be a smart play. I mean, nobody's going to argue when you bring <laughs> Rodgers into the room. Right. And so, but I, I will say this. Remember now, two years ago, before Brady went to Tampa, I wrote a column about the Niners' interest in Brady. And it was real. Mm-hmm. Now, I had just come off the Super Bowl. And 
Kyle was pushing for it, and no one in the organization was willing to go sign off on it. And Brady really felt like that would have been a good spot. He ended up going to Tampa. So for me, this, again, this Niner team is so close, you know, and this move could push them there. I don't think it's going to happen, but this move could push them there. It makes sense, especially knowing that you have a contract that you can tangibly, it's not a debate. Mm -hmm. It's not a debate. You call Dave Dunn on the phone and say, okay, we know you've negotiated a new deal with the Jets, so when this trade goes through, there it is. What would it take to get you? This thing's flip in a moment. It happens all the time in the NFL. You think you have, I mean, we had Rodney Harrison sitting in the Raider Hall of Fame room ready to sign a contract, and Belichick steals him from the Hall of Fame room because he pays him a little bit more you know, and Al didn't want to pay him anymore, and we couldn't get him. And next thing you know, Rodney Harrison goes and wins two more Super Bowls. It's just he was mm-hmm. in the room. Yeah. So, like, don't tell me it can't happen. And you think about what this 49ers team has coming back. Yes, you lose McGlinchey up front, but you don't think that that's a significant loss. You bring in Javon Hargrave from the Eagles um, to upgrade a defense that was already the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. And the only question mark really is at quarterback. It's like you've got a Ferrari or a Lamborghini and just nobody to drive oh, it right now. Can you be? imagine if Aaron Rodgers was oh driving it? Oh, my God. It would be a four. <laughs> I mean, it would be unbelievable. I mean, uh, Debo and McCaffrey. I know. I mean, they would. those odds would go up. They would be the team to beat by far. Absolutely. Um, we've got Will Hill. Coming up next, VSIN contributor. Get some of his plays on the day. See what he's sweating in the Masters as well. Don't go anywhere. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN pro subscriber today and get a daily email wrapped. Recapping, excuse me, all the best bets from each of our show hosts and guests. You'll get unlimited access to our vcin.com picks page. Sort picks by sport matchup, event date, and a whole lot more. Check the top vcin experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which vcin expert has the hot hand each week. For vcin pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a vcin pro subscriber today. Sign up now just $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome in. The one and only Will Hill at not the Will Hill on Twitter, Beeson contributor. Uh, one of our, we like to call him an all sport expert because oh, he, he's got his hand in everything. Will, what's going on, my guy? What's going on? Nice to talk to you. You know, Stormy, you come across so nicely on the air, so polite. And then between breaks, you're bossing people around. I didn't realize uh, Lombardi, is she always this high maintenance? No, I, I you know, no, I, she just this? wants it right. You know, one wrong, all wrong for Stormy. So Thank I'm going to defend Superstar here, mentality. You know? I yeah. get it. She's a superstar. Well, it's like Tom Brady. It's her network. We know that. We, I've said that ever since she you're gave me. killing it. me. Network. You're really killing me. I just wanted to make sure, Will, that we could see both your beautiful face and the clock that tells and me when I have to shut up. You know, we want to see Tiger, too. And I got to see, yeah, I got to see the Masters on my TV screens. Well, speaking of which, you got any uh, bets in action that you're sweating, whether it be for round one or outrights? Of course. I mean, it's the Masters. You got to <laughs> jump in a little bit. I, I took Sergio. I took Hoagie. I took Mito Pereira. Who, I mean, these these live guys are playing terribly right now if you look at all of them. Uh, so nothing crazy. I don't have any like you know profound expertise on it, but it's the Masters. It's Augusta. There's nothing better. So got a few bets going. I think you guys mentioned the weather. It's really fascinating because I think it's in the 80s there today, and it's going to be like in the 40s there Mm -hmm. Saturday. It's just going to be really hard to cram this together uh, to finish by Sunday. And I know CBS wants this to finish Sunday. It kills their ratings to finish on Monday, but I don't know if they're going to be able to avoid it. 
But there you go. He's the polymath. He can he can ga- get into any area, television, scheduling. Yes. The, you know, handicap games. But I want to talk about the NBA. And I know you got picks for the day, and I get all that. I, I want that. But I want you to tell me right now who is going to be in the conference finals for the East and the West. East, I think it's pretty straightforward. I think it's the Bucks and the Celtics. The Even West, with the I, MVP for this, the, the league on the seven. I mean, how is that possible? How look, can you I've be the MVP that. of the league and not be in the finals? Explain, please. I've been there with Embiid and the Sixers. I've done it the past couple of years. I got nice numbers on them. I've got so burned. I'm not going hooked. back there. You've been I'm not yeah. going back there. I've learned my lesson. I think it'll be the Bucks and the Celtics. Celtics had a little bit of a rough patch too, but the Bucks to me look like clearly the best team. So that would be a hell of a series. If we could just get Bucks Celtics best of 21 and forget the rest of these teams, it'd be a pretty good playoffs. West is is wide open. West is a little like March Madness where you could see anybody beating anybody. I do think it'll be the Suns. It's really anybody's guess out of that. What makes it tricky, the Suns and the Nuggets probably the two best teams, but they're going to probably meet in the conference semifinals. So you can't meet in the conference finals because the Suns are going to be the four. Denver is the one. I will go Suns and I will go Warriors, but man, it's anybody's guess. How are the Mavericks 18 to 1? They're not even in it yet. They're yeah. not out of it yet because they won yesterday, but I'm all like, why did you even win? Don't you want to up well, your they, stock they gave away all their year? picks, though. They gave away all their oh, picks. Yeah. Although their picks are lottery protected, but they gave them all away, which is another, you just never know. So, but to me, that's the reason I asked the question is who is coming from the West? And People don't realize Will runs the Lakers part-time, too. He does that yeah. team, too. So. Will, so what happened last night? Because well, Lakers they, they now— they played back-to-back, according to LeBron. That <laughs> killed him. Well, they ha- well, because AD, that was his first time playing a back-to-back all year long. Yeah. He hadn't done it. But that's the thing. So my opinion, based on last night, the Clippers get their 11th straight win in the in the Battle of the Crypt, is what I'm, what I'm calling it now, the Battle of the Crypt um, between the Lakers and Clippers. 11 straight wins now for them. And— they had LeBron. They had AD. They're digging into the tank to get that win, and they still can't get it done, Will. Yeah, let's hear it, Will. Yeah, Clippers just shot the ball well from three. I don't buy the Lakers. I know it's going to be a popular pick, and if they match up against the Kings, which is not likely now because they're probably going to be a playing team, a lot of people would pick them. If they pick, if they match up against like Memphis in a 2-7, you're still going to get some people picking them because they have LeBron and they have Davis. I just think there's too many flaws on the roster. I, I know they're live. It'll be interesting to see what the odds are in a 2-7 matchup. If it's Lakers-Grizzlies, the Lakers won't be that big of an underdog. I just don't really see it. I don't really buy in this roster. Well, last thing on this. Can they win the last two games of the season? Because they've got the Suns, who are very firmly cemented in their spot, and the Utah Jazz um, as their last game of the season. They could, and the Suns play tonight, and then they play tomorrow. So maybe the Suns pull the plug, and the Lakers get a layup. So I think the I think the Lakers will be in the play-in. I think they're like minus six fifty to play in the play-in. So either way, they're going right. to be in the play-in. Now we lump the play-in all together. The play-in's not just one big thing. It's the seven and eight. It's a huge difference between nine and ten because if you're the seven or the eight, especially if you're the seven, if you're the seven, you got two chances at home to win one game. If you're the nine ten, you really got to dig out and win two game sevens just to get to the playoffs. And and the Mavericks. I mean, I know they're tied right now with with the uh, Thunder. But, you know, are they going to be able to get in at the 10 seed? It's 50-50. They were a huge long shot a couple days ago. They're still plus money. They're going to need to, um, you know, they're they're tied with OKC, but OKC has the tiebreaker. OKC has two pretty easy games tonight against Utah on the road. And then home versus the Grizzlies. I don't know that the Grizzlies are going to play their guys. 
That being said, the Thunder have played terribly these last couple of weeks. I'm actually betting against them tonight. Uh, they lost to tanking teams, the Pacers. They lost to the uh, the Hornets. They needed a buzzer beater to beat the Pistons. So the Mavs might sneak in. Again, if they sneak in, the, the 10, you got to win on the road. You got to win on the road again just to get the eight seed. So it's still a, a long climb even if you do get the uh, that final spot. Okay, let's go to your bets in the NBA tonight. Um, a little bit of a shorter slate, five games in action. What do you have for us? I will go over in Portland, San Antonio. This will be just typical NBA, especially the last week of the season. Both teams trying to lose. Both teams benching all their guys. Uh, when two teams don't care, I like to play over, and I just think this will be like a rec league game. You score, I score. We'll both score 25, and we'll go home happy. Total 227.5. I think this is an over. I think this gets well into the 230s, maybe the 240s. So I play the over. And I also took the Jazz plus the six and a half just because I don't think OKC has played well here. And it's funny with the Jazz. They trade all their good guys. They bench all their good guys. Every night they play hard. Every night they're they in do. every game. That coach has done a really good job. Hardy's done a good job. And I think OKC is a younger team. They're just sort of sucking wind a little bit. You always hear about that in the NFL, the rookie wall. I think some of these younger players for OKC are starting to run out of gas because they have not played well this last two or three weeks. So that six and a half looks like a lot. I'll take the Jazz. You know what's so funny is we all we heard about was tank for Tua. Like Tua was this <laughs> incredible player, but nobody's sitting here. I don't. I have not heard about you know fall for Victor. Like you watch this Victor play. We got to come up with a better. Yeah, slogan. like I don't know Maybe what it is, but like this guy is incredible, and whoever's going to get that pick is going to be a legitimate team. You would think there would be more of an effort. Maybe the Pistons are giving their best effort ever, but but there would be more of an effort to talk about this. I think they've flattened the odds enough where as long as you're really bad, you're going to have an equal chance. Like I think one, two, three, and four basically have the same chance to get it. So it seems like the Pistons, the Rockets, like the Pistons have been tanking for a bit. Uh, the Spurs have been really bad. But as long as you're in the top four or five, the odds are sort of flattened, which, I mean, teams are still teams are still really bad. But, yeah, that, that pick is going to be uh, extremely valuable. Have you watched him? He looks like he, the real deal. Have you watched him? Yeah, I mean, he, he shot a three the other day. He missed it, and he dunked it. He dunked a putback. I, mean, I don't think it was real. I mean, he looked he, like he, he looked like a better version of not not that it could be a better version of Durant, but he kind of looked like that, right? Producer Elliot texts us. He said, "Vanish for Victor." I Vanish. said, "Your mama says tank for Wembenyana." <laughs> there you go. But see, I was never even going to try to say that last name. I love that that you did that. That's awesome. Oh, I need help. Um, okay, in Major League Baseball today, uh, I mean, oh. every day we're coming in with just a full slate of action what are you selling on us uh this afternoon my guy i i bet boston which is about to start in like a half hour they're pitching sale against uh the tigers better lineup better starting pitcher so i will take uh the red sox here at a cheap price like minus 135 and, and you okay. took the bears i know i'm gonna have to break the news to femi on this but you went bears under <gasps> how is the bears win total seven and a half how that's what i'm asking how is that possible stormy eight that's wins that you got you need eight wins to cash I, so here's my strategy. This is what I was telling Michael the other day. The Bears, the past like five years, have gotten out to good starts, and then they just crumble like a cookie and milk. I'm <laughs> yeah, thinking. Want to know? I mean, come on. I'm thinking that you let them win like two or three games early in their schedule. I mean, hope, hoping that that happens, and then bet the under when it ticks up a game or two. Like if yeah, it could tick I, up I to eight. I think that's a great a strategy, but I still bet the seven. I don't see how they win yeah. eight games. I don't see how they can win eight games. And you've got the Broncos over eight and a half too. Yep. When it comes to the Bears, I'm just not a Fields guy. I'm not a believer in his ability to throw the ball. I'm not a uh, believer in his ability to stay healthy with how much he runs. And going from three to eight wins is asking a hell of a lot. And as far as Denver, 
I just think Peyton, uh, look, their defense is really good. We know that. I think Peyton's going to improve the offense tremendously. You can't overstate the coaching gap, the jump from one coach to another, from Hackett to Peyton. And add Westoff to uh, to coach the special teams. He's a hell of a special teams coach. I know he's up there in age, but uh, you add Peyton, you add Westoff to an already good defense. I think they get to nine or ten wins. I like the over of the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I think Sean's going to make a difference. I mean, that's why he's getting paid. All the money's getting paid. True that. Uh, good stuff, Will. Appreciate you. Thanks, All Will. Right, see you. Thanks for having me. I Will. like that. I like the way you said that last name. I would not even attempt. How do you say <laughs> How do you Your say Your mama it? says tank for Wembenyama. Wembenyama. <laughs> I agree it's with that. It's the little thing. Speaking of the Broncos, by the way, we didn't get a chance to touch on this earlier, but John Elway, after a decade plus in an executive role, no longer with the organization, his contract expired on March 15th. Yeah, that was fait accompli. Once they hired, uh, the, once the new owner came in, uh, John knew he was out. Not that he was going to be the owner. I mean, mm-hmm. he tried to be the owner, couldn't happen. Maybe wrap up some thoughts on that as well as speaking of win totals. We got a would you rather this win total or that one when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and even if you miss one leg, you'll still receive up to 25 bucks back. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. Opt into the promo, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if you miss a leg. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to please play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. We are live from downtown Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni with you. Michael, you've played 
would you rather before, mm -hmm. correct? I think so, yeah. We have done that. Elliot's got that going. Yeah, would, would you rather have something A or B, right? Yeah, like would you rather, usually when you're a little kid and you play it, um, and maybe you can play this with some of your grandkids, like would you rather have have your nose on your hands or your hand on your nose, like yeah. that kind of a thing. Right now I'm, I'm watching too much Miss Rachel on, <laughs> on, on, on YouTube for the little girl, but uh, and then I play Battleship with Dominic, who it's amazing. He always knows where my ships are because he looks at my mm. board and then he goes back and look, he, you know, he's cheating, but he doesn't see it as cheating. You Sounds know? a little suspect yeah, there, Dominic. Yeah, a little suspect, Come on. yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> well, good at Now we've got a new game for them, though. If you want to play a little Would You Rather with I the kids. I would definitely love to play Would You Rather. What we're going to do is do it with win totals okay. for these pre-draft NFL win totals. Re remember, the draft will not influence the win totals. Let's just calm ourselves down. Even though... If you need a corner, your team drafts a corner, that'll help them, but it's not going to help them to the win totals. Absolutely. And what we're going to look at is two teams that either have the same win total or they're similarly priced and see, would you rather do this bet or this bet? We were just talking about the Denver Broncos, where our guy Will Hill said he would like to go over. So would you rather the Denver Broncos over eight and a half wins or the Seattle Seahawks over eight and a half wins? Oh, good one there. You know, I think Seattle is really trending in the right direction. Geno Smith coming back. They've got some really good weapons. Their two rookie tackles will be second-year players. they got two first-round picks. Kenneth Walker stays healthy. They finally got a defense. They finally got a three technique in Dramonte Jones. So I would go with Seattle on the mm. over at eight and a half there because I do think Seattle can improve. Uh, I think Denver eventually it's going to show up. You know, Sean can only hide Russell for so long, and I know he's repaired the offensive line. How good will they be on defense? That remains to be seen. I like Seattle over eight and a half. Okay, just, I like them both, but I would rather have Seattle. Okay, more of an edge to the Seahawks in this one, but just because we were we yeah. were up against the break last segment, um, I kind of just threw at you the John Elway stuff that he's going to be no longer with the organization in an executive type of a role. What did you think of that? You said it's kind of you saw yeah, the writing I mean, on the John's wall. John's been somewhat semi-retired for a while. He brought George Payton in. You know, even when he was running the team, he was not. You know, John kind of was the overseer and had a lot of people that helped him out throughout the course. So I, I don't think, I mean, in name brand, you know, mm -hmm. I think he was certainly he had a hard time picking quarterbacks, I think all, but they were able to win one Super Bowl when he was there because of their defense and the great Von Miller. So give him credit for that. Yeah, he did get Von Miller. He did get Julius Thomas. But to your point, he also had Brock, Brock no, I mean, Osweiler and, and Paxton know, Lynch, and the list goes man, on and bad. on. I mean, it's some bad. This shows you how hard it is to draft. Here's a guy that played the position who's really smart. He knows what matters at the position, and he still had a hard time picking it. I mean, so you, you, it's not as easy as it looks, and as Walsh would say, very few can evaluate and coach the quarterback. Very few. And we have a thousand opinions of quarterbacks, and you're going to risk taking Anthony Richardson at a high pick when there's so much liability that could happen. There's talent, but you're really, it's almost, it's like, you know, drilling for oil. You're a wildcatter. You know, it's hard. He'll go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks, I mean, players in the NFL's history, two Super Bowls as a player, and he did get the one with Peyton Manning as quarterback uh, yeah. in that executive role. Um, fun fact, Paxton Lynch, because, you know, you and I have talked a little bit about the XFL in my, my other job. He is the only quarterback to be benched in four separate leagues. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he's having fact. a hard time playing in the X. you know, and when you watched him on tape, to me, Paxton Lynch was what I call a seven-on-seven seven quarterback, which means – he had to set the runners at first and third, and then he had time to see the receiver open. He threw it. And that's what college football has done. College, it's like Hooker. You know, he's going to look to a side, and he's very accurate, and he's good in the pocket, but but 
when he goes in the NFL and he has to start transitioning to different elements, that's going to be a challenge. The college game makes the position easy. C.J. Stroud looks to the sideline. Everything comes from the side. There's nothing going on. So he's yeah. hard time playing quick-minded, and I, I, that's the issue. But to me, Lynch, look, let's face it. The Cowboys wanted to draft Lynch in the first round. Think about this now. The Cowboys want to draft Lynch in the first so round. crazy to They can't get him. Denver it. gets in front of him and gets him. Then they want to draft Connor Cook, the kid from Michigan State, in the fourth round. And the Raiders get him. And they settle on Dak. Oh, what a, it's just I mean, crazy like, how things end up working out in the grand scheme of things. Okay, let's hustle through a few more of these. The New York Jets, would you rather take them over nine and a half wins or the Chargers over nine and a half wins? I think I would take the Jets because, look, the Jets are going to be good defensively. Uh, they're they they're going to get their skill players back. They talked about Bryce Hall being back to get together today. So I, I do see them as being a good team. I'm assuming they're going to get Aaron Rodgers when I make this play. The Chargers always worry me. Brendan Staley worries me with his gambling. Brendan Staley worries me about his his in-game management and how good will they actually be on defense? Are they can they stop the run? Are they going to be good enough to handle the run? And what happens with Eckler? Guy's got mm-hmm. 107 catches. You know, he's not happy with where his contract is. You're going to have to make him happy. You know, you've gave money to, look, and I think Mike Williams deserves to get paid. I think there's no doubt. Keenan Allen's a good player, but but Eckler's a better player than Keenan Allen. Yeah. I know they play different positions, but I would have given the money to Eckler before I gave it to Keenan Allen. When you leave the stadium, Keenan Allen's average is 10 yards a catch. That ain't beating anybody. Eckler averages that almost from the running back position. So they can't afford to do that. So for me... I, I really like I like the Jets. I don't trust the Chargers. I love Herbert, but I don't trust them. I don't trust them staying healthy, and I don't trust their their whole element of where they're going with their head coach. And now that they have Joystick, Kellen Moore, as their play caller. <laughs> add that to the glossary. Love it. Add that to the glossary. Um, both are in tough divisions. AFC in general, uh, a murderer's row. So, again, like we talked about Not, not earlier. that I trust Sala, too. As I just sat here and thought about that. I just put faith in Robert Sala. I don't know. If I, I mean, that's a hard one. Uh, and you weren't here yesterday, and, and maybe some of you weren't listening yesterday either, but Austin Eckler was on Sirius XM radio this past week just talking about how the Chargers' lack of willingness to have those contract talks with him felt like a punch in the face, and he's in a really tough I, situation. I don't disagree. I, don't, I mean, look, I like Keenan Allen. I, I, but there are Keenan Allens out there in every draft. He's got great hands, great hands. He catches the ball. He he's never really open, but he's unless it's zone. But he's open because he can battle himself for a position to catch the ball. But his yards after the catch, his ability to make explosive plays, is not to the level of Eckler. Eckler is tremendous in the red zone. See, we've gotten caught up in positions, right? So because Keenan Allen plays wide receiver. The analytical community goes say, well, you got to pay a receiver. He's great, but you can't pay a running back. The better players, the Eckler's a weapon. And and he does more in the passing game than Keenan mm-hmm. Allen does. Would you rather the Baltimore Ravens under eight and a half at plus one oh five or the Minnesota Vikings under eight and a half at plus one ten? I'm gonna take the Vikings under eight and a half. A the ah, Vikings no. have no depth. You know, they're, they're they're cap they're really in cap hell. They're trying to maneuver themselves out of cap hell. It's hard. The defensive talent, to me, isn't good enough. I think they'll play better defensively with the change of defensive coordinators. But 
I just don't see them being as lucky as they were last year. And it was really lucky. I don't I, think I, they can rub that rabbit foot that hard that high again. I agree. I don't think they're going to have 13 wins. But 13 to like eight or fewer, I think they could get at least nine. So I would prefer the over on the Vikings. Um, they, they get games against the Bears, the Aaron Rodgers, Packers, the Lions who are no, good no, but not I, great. I don't disagree with your logic. But to me, the Ravens are always one of those teams that, that like – Pittsburgh last year. It doesn't look like they can win, but eventually they find a way to win. They're Even with Huntley, they're in games. So this is why I was going to say they're in games, but they don't win games. The Baltimore Ravens last two years without Lamar Jackson starting a game. They're three and nine straight up. Yeah, I know. So I'm just saying if 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 he ain't playing. I have a hard time going against the kicker. Can you imagine that? I mean, they're they're always in close games, but that's a great point. Okay. But I don't trust Minnesota. I, I mean, Minnesota is not good. They're Less. not good. And Cousins and their offensive line isn't great. And if Cous- if they have any injuries to the team, I think it's going to really affect them. Last 45 seconds. Yeah. Rapid fire. Bills under 10.5 or Eagles under 10.5? Uh, no, I would go – in that choice, I'd go Bills. I don't see how the Eagles go under 10.5. I think the Eagles win 11 or 12. I think that's – the, the NFC's weak. Go with the NFC on the over. Okay. Go with the AFC on the under. Okay, well, what about this one? Arizona Cardinals over five and a half or the Texans over five and a half? Uh, I would go with the Texans. Me too. I, I don't trust the Cardinals. I, they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> me too. That's, the the that mayor. One, I mean, the mayor's not going to be healthy. He's not going to want to come back and play. That one was a no-brainer for me. D'Amico Ryan's turning the Texans around. They're going to get go. a good That's quarterback. That's a 49er love you have. Things are happening. And a 49ers uh, OC now. So, what's going on? Hour two. Coming at you next on the Lombardi Line. Stay with us. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.